1: It's time for You Better You Bet. We'll give you an edge to beat the spread and so much more. What do we call that? Wagertainment. It's You Better You Bet from BetQL.
0: Happy Friday. Welcome to You Better You Bet. Presented by BetMGM, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath filling in for Nick Costos and Ken Barkley. We got a great Friday on tap. For everybody, you can watch us on twitch.tv slash betql. You can uh, listen to us on the Odyssey app for free. You can also watch us on YouTube, backslash Odyssey Sports or on BetQLnetwork.com, Sirius Channel 160, and Sirius XM205. We'll be over on stadium at four o'clock Eastern time from four to six. So you can check us out there next hour. And we're gonna get to a lot. We're gonna talk some baseball on the show today. We're gonna talk some NBA. MVP mar- uh, market with Joel Embiid. Injury, we're obviously going to talk about the big game out in Vegas between Kansas City and San Francisco. Kate Constable is going to join us at 4 p.m. Eastern time. And then we're going to talk some college hoops as well. One of the best slates that we have all year is tomorrow. So we're going to get into that with Isaac Trotter, look at some futures, and uh, wrap up the show in Power Hour and give some best bets for the day and for the weekend. Ryan, good to see you pal. How, uh, how's everything going?
1: Peach things for me going, going pretty well, right? We got San Francisco playing in the big game coming up next week. We'll be there in Las Vegas. I'm super excited. Uh, we'll be there with Nick and Ken who have the day off, but we'll reconnect on Monday with them. So I'm super excited. Uh, if anybody's gonna be out there, they should come say hi, check us out. But I mean, this is, this is one of my favorite times of the year, right? Because um, even though it's two weeks of hype, Before we actually get to see the game and we're going to be talking player props and breaking this game down every single day for plenty of hours. There's also a lot going on. Like you said, coming up Saturday, this is one of the better slates of college hoops. Um, And also we got some breaking news in Major League and Major League Baseball going down. So I know it was a rough week for you as a Baltimore Ravens fan. I joked before the show with you. I didn't want to rub it in, but if Greg Roman was calling plays and we got more power and more heavy sets and Baltimore actually ran the ball against Kansas City, I think they'd be playing in this game, but as a consolation prize, at least the O is your baseball team make a deal Uh, and they go out and they get Corbin Burns because I was, I was a little bit worried, man. I thought maybe just maybe it would be Dylan cease because I was looking at this last week, their payroll for 2024 was $73 million. They're coming off what their first 100 win season, they won 101 games since 1980. And the only move that they had made was Craig Kimbrell, the one year $13 million deal for Kimbrell, who's, you know, they're just for injury replacement for one season because Felix Batista is going to miss the entire season after having Tommy John surgery. Offensively, I love everybody in that lineup from, you know, rookie of the year, Gunnar Henderson to their silver slugger catcher, Adley Rushman. I'm so jealous. You guys are stacked. But uh, I figured, man, this team has to go out and they have to get a veteran arm and you lose Kyle Gibson. I like all the young arms, but Corbin Burns, Peach, it's just 29 years old. You know, a couple years removed from winning the National League Cy Young. I'm excited for you. So, terrible end of the season for the Ravens, but at least the O's are uh, looking pretty good. Plus 250 to win the AL East. I kind of like that.
0: They are. Yeah, there's so much excitement ra- right now, Ryan. Their they're starting rotation, top to bottom, one to five might be the best in baseball right now. I mean, Corbin Burns, yeah. obviously, is an ace. He's a number one. Bradish was awesome last year. He could be in the Cy Young conversation. They get a full season of Grayson Rodriguez, who was one of the top prospects in baseball, was great the second half of the season last year. You've John Means coming back. Uh, hopefully he's able to stay healthy. He's going to be their number four through a no-hitter a couple years ago. He was awesome um, for them when he came back in August. And then you got Dean Kramer, who as your number five, like Ryan, he would have been the Orioles like number one or number two a couple years ago, And ha- and now he's their number five. And by getting Corbin Burns, it allows you to move guys like Tyler Wells to the bullpen, give you some middle relief help. That's the only concern with the Orioles now. Now that they have Corbin Burns and they've solidified their one, two, three punch, I, I mean, they're, like you said, the lineup is stacked, it's loaded. And not only like one to nine is their lineup really good, but they have positional players as well and guys that they can rotate in like every day. Like they have 11 or 12 guys that can play every day. The bullpen is the one area of concern. If Felix Bautista was healthy, like you said, yeah, I would be all in. like I'd be interested to see what the odds were like as insane as it is, even if Bautista was healthy, the Yankees would still be favored to win that division, which just absolutely makes no sense. But if Bautista was healthy, Ryan, like there really wouldn't be too many weaknesses on the Orioles. So you said it, their price to win the AL East at plus 250 I really like that. I know Tampa wakes out of bed and wins ninety games. Toronto is going to be really good, um, but I still think the Orioles are the team to beat, man. Like you said, they won one hundred one games last year. They didn't really lose anybody important. Now they're going to get a full season of Burns, a full season of Grayson Rodriguez. Jackson Holiday is going to come up. Um, so it's uh, there's a lot to be excited about, man. I'm uh, I'm I'm fired up. Like the O's, they they got a chance to have a special year.
1: Yeah I like the plus 250 price in the East I mean the Yankees made the splashy moves and if they could stay healthy and if they can make a couple moves like we'll see what they end up doing obviously at the deadline if they could add a couple arms I'd feel better about the Yanks but I would rather play Toronto you know at that price in the East to be honest with you um, so I feel really good about Baltimore coming into the season I think the first thing that we do when we land in Las Vegas coming up on Sunday Uh, We have a couple cocktails and not only do we fire away on the plus 250 in the AL East, but I also think that you at least should take a little stab 14 to one to win the World Series as you probably do every single season. Um, Now, the concern always is Craig Kimbrell. Uh, You know, you never know what you're going to get. But you know, you said it, man. So I really like the lineup with with Henderson and with Rushman, but also Jackson holiday their number one prospect I'm excited for him but they also have five other top 100 prospects like they have one of the better farm systems in all of baseball 73 million is their payroll like this team's only going to get better did you expect that last season because I know two years ago it was a fun ride um, and then you know they kind of like flamed out. And the uh, East was loaded, but did you expect that last season, 101 wins? And like, what do you think their ceiling is next year? Do you think they legitimately could win a World Series or contend? Can contend? Because I mean, the Dodgers—it's it, crazy when you look at that lineup. I mean, a, a, and the rotation now as well. Like, I forget some of the pieces that they've added. The Dodgers, other than just Shohei Otani. you know, like Tyler Glass now is now a Dodger. Do you think the O's ceiling is, you know, World Series contenders this season?
0: yeah i do i do yeah. and I, the reason i think it is is because the burns move shows me that now with the new ownership that they're ready to go this is what mike elias did in houston ryan the gm for the orioles like this was his track record he got the three cornerstone draft picks when he was in houston he got correa he got springer and he got bregman right and that's when houston turned all of those 100 loss seasons and becoming into one of the best teams in baseball. And now the run that they're on. And then his final piece was when he traded for Verlander. He went out and he got Cole. And he got cranky. And he got some of these guys. But then Verlander was the piece that put him over the top. And then look at what the Orioles have done. They got Adley. They got Gunner. Now they got Jackson Holiday coming. They have their three cornerstones. And now Corbin Burns is going to be this Justin Verlander piece. That was missing in Baltimore. So, man... Again, the starting rotation is there. It's good enough. The lineup is good enough. It just really comes down to the bullpen. And I think they look at what Texas did last year and how great that lineup was. Remember all the arms that the Rangers got at the deadline and they got Scherzer and they got Montgomery and they were just so focused on the starting pitching. And they said, you know what? We'll just try and figure it out with the bullpen in the postseason. And the bullpen ended up being great. So the Orioles have tried to build the back end of their bullpen the last couple of years. And now with the emergence of Bradish, and it looks like Grayson Rodriguez is going to be as good as we all thought he would. Now they realize they needed another frontline starter. And Ryan, you mentioned that farm system, all those top 100 prospects, like they might not be done yet. I mean, there's still talks that they could go after cease. They could get somebody else. So, I mean, that's what's awesome is now they have new ownership that's willing to spend and they have this young core, and now they have the best farm system in baseball. I mean, losing D.L. Hall and Joey Ortiz to most teams would be like losing you know, two of your top prospects. Ryan, neither of those guys were in the Orioles' top five for their prospects, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's crazy uh, how they're set up. Let
1: me ask you one quick question, because like, when I was doing um, local radio in Milwaukee and covering the Brewers, um, it was the year that they went to the NLCS, ended up losing to the Dodgers in seven. Keston hero was in the farm system as he was their top prospect and uh, that hasn't really panned out obviously and you know at the deadline I was talking about maybe acquiring another arm like a Madison Bumgarner a guy that you know is proven in the postseason and people didn't want to part ways with any of their top prospects are you one of those guys like I said you have five top 100 prospects in that farm system are you are you like a prospect guy or let's say because like Dylan cease I still think the O should go out and make it and I know that you are more concerned about the bullpen you would rather add bullpen arms but man like cease what's attractive about him two years of team control for Dylan cease as well so like realistically I think that they could make that happen if they started uh, trading away some of these prospects but would you want to do that or no? stay away from some of these guys
0: I think anybody is worth trading except for Jackson holiday. And then this kid that they got coming up, Samuel Basalo from everything that I read and hear, like he could be the number one prospect in a couple of years. Those are the only two untouchables. But if Chicago wants, if they want Kowser, if they want Kerstad, if they want Norby, if they want any of these guys, absolutely. Jackson's the untouchable. I think at last year's trade deadline, when the Orioles were trying to make a move, they, they couldn't make one because the White Sox wanted holiday and that was just never going to happen. So he's an untouchable. The Orioles won't get rid of him. I don't think they're going to get rid of Basalo either. But those other guys that I would mention, I think, uh, I think they could end up making a move. It's crazy, though, because the American League, I mean, it really is good as as high of a ceiling as the Orioles have and as bright a future. As they have like I understand why the two teams in Texas are still favored over them right the Astros and the Rangers I think the Orioles might be better than the Rangers um but Houston you know they're kind of like the Chiefs like until you can kind of prove that you can beat them in the postseason um you know those are those are still the two teams that that do more me like that Texas lineup is just it's ridiculous man top to bottom. Um, we'll see if they're able to stay healthy. You know, we'll see what Degrom does this year. We'll see if Scherzer's able to come back and help them out. They're going to lose Montgomery. Uh, their bullpen's still a mess, but Houston is is still going to be there. But like you said, like the Yankees being listed in in with those teams, like to me, it's there's a clear three in the American League with Houston, Texas, and Baltimore. Um, the Yankees being in that conversation, I just I don't know how you could ever touch the Yankees at that price. And then as you mentioned in the National League. I think it's the Dodgers, the Braves, and the Phillies. It's it's kind of those three teams. I mean, we were going through it, Ryan, before the show. Obviously, everybody's caught up in the NFL and obviously the NBA and college basketball. Like we all remember Shohei Otani, but we also forget like the Dodgers got Glass now. They got Yamamoto. Like their pitching rotation is is so stacked to go along, obviously with Mookie and Freddie as well.
1: Yeah. All of that, and they'll probably still lose in the NLDS, though, to to the Atlanta Braves or or whoever else. Maybe the Philadelphia Phillies again. No, I mean, if the Dodgers don't get it done this year, I don't know. I, and I love Shohei Ohtani uh, as a Cubs fan. That was my number one wish, as most you know fans and teams had going into the season. Didn't work out, but that's a lot of money. And as much as I love Ohtani, man, um, coming off another injury, I think he's like one injury away from no longer being able to take the ball every five days and then what like maybe he's a closer maybe he's a bullpen arm I mean he's still obviously a great bat you're gonna get 40 plus homers and he's gonna hit 285 and drive in over a hundred runs every season but it's just it's, it's a lot of money only the Dodgers were able to do that so you know good good for them really quick um I agree with you on the Astros because it's the Astros but if I'm playing futures I'm looking at Baltimore right now over Texas. I mean, like, those are a lot of ifs. And when you're saying if Jacob DeGrom can stay healthy for a full season, like, I obviously wish him the best. But, I mean, do we ever expect Jacob DeGrom to stay healthy for an entire season? So, I feel pretty good about the O's. And, uh, and you know, I mean, we're here in February. I didn't know what the moves were going to be. And uh, I'm also excited for Corbin Burns, too, because, you know, a couple of years ago, he won the Cy Young. And last year, you know, the ERA went up a little bit. Uh, the strikeouts were still there, weren't the same numbers. It was kind of you know a letdown season for him. And it was like a weird year too, because remember the Brewers won the arbitration case against Corbin Burns, and they pretty much like in the arbitration blamed him for not making the postseason, even though he was their best starter. Like Brandon Woodruff wasn't even healthy for the entire season. So I'm excited for Burns. He's gonna be extra motivated coming into the season. If he stays healthy, Maybe his Cy Young futures are worth a look as well uh, in the American League because you know he's going to rack up the strikeouts.
0: Ryan, I want to ask you about your team because everybody's talking about what this move means for the Orioles, but this move also has ramifications on the Central because now the Brewers drop all the way to plus 600. Cardinals are favored at plus 150. Chicago, plus 200. The Reds are at plus 400. And then you have the Pirates at 25-1. to You know, this move kind of puzzled a lot of people with the Brewers because they spent money on Reese Hoskins, right? They still got Yelich with that contract and Adamas. And in that division, people thought that with that rotation and the arms that they have, that they would still be the team to beat. They get rid of Burns, and now they have the fourth-best odds. So as a Cubs fan, I mean, do you feel good about your chances that uh, you can win the Central this year?
1: Uh I gotta wait and see, like, what happens with Cody Bellinger. If Cody Bellinger has the season that he had last year, you know, when it's not a contract year. Um, I like the Craig Council hire. It's a lot of money for a manager, but uh, I want to see what that roster looks like. I think they they have a legit shot to win the Central, although the Cardinals still have the two best players in the division.
0: Yeah, all right. We'll talk some more MLB on the other side of the break. Also talk some NBA MVP. Joel Embiid's going to miss some time. We'll discuss what that means next. You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, PJ and Ryan.